rookie from Penn State is in the lineup for the first time on fourth down and two. Wentz. The pass is caught to his favorite receiver, Zach Ertz, the tight end. From the 42, Wentz pass, and he threads the needle, and the pass is caught by Zach Ertz. Wentz with play action, drills it, and it's caught by Zach Ertz, and he's in for the touchdown. Third down and 10, and Trubisky has no chance. The offensive line pushed back by the Eagle. And here is Jordan Howard up the middle, touchdown. Made it look easy that time. Carson Wentz pass, and it's incomplete. I'm sick and tired of all these receivers. And here's Wentz getting some pressure. Hit as he goes, and the ball is knocked away. And it looked like a catch was made by Alshon Jeffrey, but Kyle Fuller had other ideas. Yeah, these wide receivers, they ain't <laughs> all right? Seriously. Bobbling the ball is Shaheen, and he might have lost control. And the Eagles may have it. They do. What's going on, everyone? Chris Thacker, Tanner Martin, Tyre Hood, Max James. This is the Philly Experience Podcast. Eagles get a big W this weekend. Beat the Bears 22-14. However, there were some bright spots and there were some not-so-bright spots. T, we'll get into it shortly. I know you got some things on your mind. Yeah, Sixers. I, I, I still stand by my statement. These I, receivers ain't... I agree. All right. Sixers 5-1, and one, finally lose last night to Phoenix. Devin Booker had 40 points. We couldn't s- seem to stop him. And, uh, you know, we just... Uh, just struggled without Joel Embiid. He'll uh, obviously missing his second straight game because of the suspension. And he'll be back tomorrow night for the Utah Jazz in Utah. And, Chris, me, we're going to get into a little bit of flyers oh, at the end. Uh, okay. All right. What? Always no, have to have our little that? chat at the end. Yeah, but first, let's get into the Eagles, obviously. All right, 22-14 win. They beat the Bears, which, I mean, at this point, Trubisky is not the most talented quarterback. We all know that. And as long as we get the Ws, keep racking them up. It's all that matters. However, the Cowboys keep winning. So we're still in second place. It's an outrage. And as these weeks go by, it seems less likely that we're going to win a division. And not only that, but also probably miss the playoffs as well. So, T, what did you see out of these receivers that you didn't like yesterday? All right. Or two days ago? Listen. Oh, my goodness. First off, Alshon Jeffrey, who's supposed to be our most reliable receiver. Supposedly the only receiver that we have is now dropping the football like he's turned into Nelson Aguilar. Oh boy. Why? I counted three drops on Sunday. Three drops. Routine catches that Alshon Jeffrey should be making. But he had, yet he had still. one big drop over the middle, I remember. I think he was afraid to get hit, to be honest with you, because I know there was this, he had safety help uh, over the Bears did over the middle, and I think he just basically came up short on the ball and was afraid to get hit. I know that one specifically. There's probably more that you're talking about that I don't remember off the top of my head, and I can't visualize it right now. But, yeah, I agree. Uh, Aguilar as well. Oh, has- don't get me started. Don't get me started. All right? That- Can we consider uh, him a right receiver? Can we just I say mean, he's just a guy getting paid? You know what? The one thing I will say, though, T, he has played uh, the most snaps out of any receiver, I think, on Sunday. <laughs> what? He hey, Tanner, did play the most snaps. I-, I need your infamous saying. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Ran Thank the you. most routes. I don't know why he's on the field. I guess because, one, he's the, really the only healthy receiver. I know Alshon Jeffries has been banged up. Don't you sit there and say he's the only healthy receiver. Well, Alshon well, Jeffries has been hurt. Deshaun, obviously, yeah. is probably going to miss the rest of the season. We'll talk about that shortly. But I just feel like he's only – he's even though he's been really inconsistent and really not that talented this year specifically, I just feel like he's been the only guy that you can count on to actually get in there healthy each week and play. A handful of snaps. Here, here, here. I, 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 I'm going to bring something up um, that I, I've seen some stats. Um, this comes from Michael Kist at Michael Kist NFL. Here's the crazy part. 
Because when I look, it's funny. The film came out on Monday. Usually don't come out till Wednesday. The All Twenty Two tape. It came out Monday, so I'm like, oh, this all this is gonna be good. That one, that those couple deep passes to Aguilar. Do y'all know how catchable those were? If he learns how to move a body out the freaking way. He's too small to move a body out he, of the he's way. He's tiny. Tyreek Hill moves bodies out the way, and he's 5'9", 5'10". That's no excuse. Okay, that's, Easier said than done. That's an unfair I can't, you, you cannot just compare Tyreek Hill to Nelson Aguilar. I'm saying, but you're going to let somebody smaller than you outman you? Seriously. Well, the, Tyreek Hill doesn't do that. He just speeds around. Them. This is a grown-ass man yeah, lead. This man on the field. This is a grown man lead. Listen to man you. Up. What do you have? Like six right. games left of Nelson Aguilar before he's gone. He wants to come back because this is his last year of his contract. He's got what is he on nine million this season, which I thought was ridiculous it's in the stupid. first place. But he's going to be gone after this year. Just relax. Just just ride the waves. The last six games here, we're going to crash on the beach and not go to the playoffs. No. But next Jeez. year, next year, I'm telling you right now, if we can get some playmakers in here. We got a different. It'll be a way different story. Now, we, we me, are we, we going to sh- quote him on that? We're not going to the playoffs. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Everything's recorded. So if we make the playoffs, yeah, uh, I can easily go back. I, I don't see how you could possibly think. I, I get it. The schedule gets easier towards the end saying, of the season. I'm not saying we are. We are. All I'm saying is you were on record as saying that we're not going to make the playoffs. Okay. Now, should we make the playoffs? I'm going to replay this episode back, and I'm going to call you this. You dumbass. Well, guess what? I'm going to be happy either way because we'll make the playoffs. So that's a win-win situation for me. It's but, a win-win situation for me. But anyway, back to my stats that I found that yeah. actually Michael Kiss found out. Now, this is crazy. So pro football focus, you guys all know, they're all about Never you know analytics and things like yeah, that. Yeah, what, what are they, like Gabe Kapler? So everybody, everybody seems, everybody's been saying that, well, maybe, you know, Nick Foles, he threw a catchable deep pass. Look at this. So <laughs> pro football focus crunched the numbers, okay? Carson Wentz throws a better percentage deep throw than Nick Foles does. Okay. Receivers can catch the ball plus 13% better than Nick Foles. And right receivers have been dropping the ball at 20%. What was that? Show more. me your work. Show me your work. I want to yeah, see first this. that you brought up. I want to see this equation. Catchable ball up 5% from Nick Foles. Okay, that's because Nick Foles throws the ball deep more. He throws the ball deep more, but okay, that's fine. That's a good argument Carson to have. Carson will really only throw it deep if he knows there's someone open. Okay. He's not a, he doesn't take risks like that. Yeah, that's called being a smart quarterback. <laughs> Maybe. Nick Foles I mean, is just out there Nick recklessly Foles throwing the Well, here's another reason. I mean, we don't really have anybody that can get past any D-backs, so he yeah. really has no opportunity no. to throw it. And when he does, the guy that he usually throws it to is Aguilar, <coughs> who, who can't catch. So there's a problem that in itself right there. And it pisses me off even more to see Golden Tate catching one-handed passes for the Giants. Because Golden Tate is a good player. Golden Tate is and, a good player and a receiver that we could have used for this year. Especially considering the fact that your deep threat, who didn't get surgery back in week two when he was supposed to, goes out and plays before the week by and tears the muscle completely off the bone and now is out for the year. So yeah, I have a question for That's you real little. quick. I have a real quick question. I, I don't remember this. Because, but I, I remember the sequence. I just don't remember the players. In the playoff game last season against the Bears where we won on the double doink, we made a drive late in that game. Foles hits Golden Tate over the middle, made a great catch. Mm-hmm. He was hit as he caught it, mm-hmm. got down around the 20, and mm-hmm. then we had that goal line. Who was that Who was that slant Foles throw to in the right side of the end zone? Mm-hmm. Oh, right by the spine line. Who was that? Was that Golden Tate or was that Alshon Jeffers? It was Golden Tate. Golden it was Golden Tate. Tate. Made two huge plays in the playoff game. Now, nobody on our team is going to do that today. And... On top of that, I get it, the whole contract situation. He probably wanted more money. 
and he was a free agent after last season anyway. So he he walked. But again, that, that would be a perfect guy to have plug in our slot. And now do you, we know it's you, hard. I remember people were laughing when the Giants signed Golden Tate, and people were laughing and saying, "Well, he's not that talented of a receiver." Yeah, and yeah, and he, on top of that, he was suspended for what four or five games or whatever it was. So he didn't. No one expected him to make a real big impact in the middle of the season. But now that Sterling Shepard's hurt, I get the Giants with the quarterback situation they have suck. But at the same time, they got good playmakers around them. And right now, we could use Golden Tate. You got that right. We could use Golden Tate, considering the fact that Matt Collins, who plays over 80% of the offensive snaps, haven't caught a doggone thing in a month and a week now. Seriously, what receiver you know who has hands, by the way, two hands, at least allegedly, that's what I see out there on the field. He allegedly has two hands. I think that's a requirement to play wide receiver well, in the NFL. In what, we, sat, yeah. we all sat here, and, and me personally, I remember thinking that receiving or the receivers were going to be a strength of this team before the season started because of the fact that I was high on Whiteside. I thought Alshon coming in, having a full seat or a full off season under his belt, getting healthy and and being you know getting back to his full strength, it, and Deshaun coming in like this whole thing in week one. I remember everybody in the tunnel, you know, getting hyped up and coming out on the field playing well, and now it seems like we're dropping like flies, getting hurt not playing up to our standards, and that's the, probably the biggest reason that Mac, our receivers have Mac really Collins struggled. All right, I have a question for you He's guys. more of a specialty. I see a lot of people, real quick, Tanner, Matt Collins gets ripped on a lot, but he's not really supposed to be a part of the receiving core. He's more of a special teams guy. And he's not really supposed to contribute to his team too much from an offensive standpoint because we were supposed to have all these other receivers. That's fine that he's a special teams person, but your position is wide receiver. <laughs> I'm not just gonna keep you he's on the like squad. he was supposed to be like the sixth receiver he's not supposed to be playing okay well guess what everybody has to step up because of injuries <laughs> it's mac hollins you can't expect that much from mac hollins i'm not i'm ex- i'm expecting him to at least catch three four balls a game oh that's now you're asking a lot there you'd be surprised <laughs> that a, shouldn't be a lot why that, did we not put a waiver claim on josh gordon oh don't get me started with don't don't why? get me started with why that. there's no there's no negative well what's the negative i don't understand why they didn't put a claim on josh gordon i don't understand it I don't understand it because at the trade deadline, you didn't make a trade because you were betting on the fact that you were getting healthy. Okay, fine. You got healthy defensively. But you know that with Deshaun Jackson, he's been injury prone for the last couple of years now of his career. So you should have been more prepared for a backup plan. And here's another thing that makes me sick as well. Oh boy. Other than the fact that we let Josh Gordon go to the Seattle Seahawks. The sick part is Arthiga Whiteside, all the receivers that's been drafted after him have been playing successfully. DK Metcalf for the Seattle Seahawks is tearing it up. Terry McClellan, McLaurin for the Washington Redskins, third round pick, has all of a sudden now emerged and looks like a number one receiver, but yet and still, Arthiga Whiteside is only in there on blocking assignments. Why isn't I he, have a problem? I haven't with that. seen him ever get the ball thrown to him is, is it am i missing th- something here or is he just not on the field for offensive plays i have no he's on the field but the most what i've seen him out there for is for blocking assignments i have a problem with that so he's, it's all run plays when he's out there usually <laughs> he, i'm not i have a serious serious problem with that he's a second round pick for a reason the dude was bowling in stanford give him a shot Let's draw up some plays they, they to get did. him a one-on-one. They did, and then... He didn't read the plays, right? Exactly. He's a young kid. He was kid. turning around the wrong And way. at this point, you're not even throwing at Matt Collins. I'd rather you throw at a second-round pick and give him a shot. Listen, our best offensive player besides our quarterback this season 
has been Jordan Howard. And nah. in all honesty, if you're in the red zone, I would just hand it to him. People want to get tricky. They want to throw end arounds. They want to just strong. Get your weight up. They want to just throw it up to their big playmaking receiver that we don't have. So we got to use our strengths. We really only have four playmakers on this offense, and I'll give them to you right now: our two tight ends and our two running backs. Yeah. We don't really have a receiver yeah. that's been a playmaker. Yes, you know. So in the red zone, if Ertz is getting double teamed, or if Ertz just isn't the same player as he was last year, you look for Goddard. You look for a swing pass to Sanders out of the backfield to get him in space, or you just you know. Run it up the middle with Jordan Howard, and yep. those, you just play your strengths. Now, I do think that we're in what week nine, ten now, and Whiteside still hasn't gotten much of an uh, much of an opportunity. I have a problem with that, or hasn't made any plays when he does get an opportunity. So that's a little concerning, considering he's our second round pick. But again, if you're in the red zone, especially, I'm not saying go out and play him when you're on your own twenty and you know throw a deep pass to him because that's not really what he does. But he can go up and get balls, kind of like Alshon was early in his career. Give him a shot in the red zone. See if he improves at all. That's all I'm saying. Like, give the kid an opportunity. Like, in the beginning of the season, okay, maybe he had some jitters in the beginning. Maybe he just wasn't ready mentally. But give him a shot. I'm sorry. What do you have to lose at this mm-hmm. point? You're not designing any place for Nelson Aguilar under the, other than jet sweeps and little quick hitches, which, to be honest with you, it's a chance 50-50 if he catches them or not right. with the way Nelson Aguilar's season's been having. And now Alshon Jeffrey's not catching the routine footballs that we're used to him right. catching. You don't want to go through the whole season with your with, with Whiteside, your second-round pick, not getting any playing no. time or improving at all. But it's a funny how you know we're sitting here. We were 3-4 and four at one point. We're coming off two wins in a row, and we're still – everybody's frustrated. Mm-hmm. And it's smart because the fact of the matter is this team isn't where it needs to be or we, where we expected, expected it to be. And we all have a right to, you know, be upset and frustrated because we expect it to be, or excuse me, have a better record than we do right now, and we don't. And on top of that, it doesn't get any easier after the bye week um, with two expected losses by most people with the Seahawks and the Patriots. Real quick, um, what happened to Mark and Michelle? Who? You remember the right yeah. the receiver who had that big game in the preseason? No. Mark and Michelle I do. had I that remember. deep pass reception. Okay. Oh yeah, he's on our practice squad. Um, At this point, what do you have to? Do we lose? still have Greg Ward on our team? No, we don't. He's, no, we don't. He's a free agent. Uh, that's what I was going to uh, bring up. We need to bring in another wide receiver, either maybe Michael Crabtree. He's out there. I consider or, him at this point again. Jordan Matthews. I, once again, anything is better than the pile of crap that we have now. I'd rather take Bryce Treads back at this point. Yeah, seriously. Oh. Uh, t- Price I'd rather tricks. take Doriel Green Beckham at this oh, point, who can catch it. a slant route at least. By the way things been going, especially with the trade deadline, I think we'd probably bring back a player like Greg Ward, not a flashy you know guy what? like Michael Crabtree. I'm going to throw out some names to you guys, just see if you have any interest. Okay. All right, so Dante Moncrief just got cut by the Steelers a couple day, or yesterday or two days ago after their game. What do you think? Any interest in him? He drops the football, too. What about J.J. Nelson? He got cut by the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, he's out there. He's an option. Mm. How about we give Torrey Smith a call? Maybe he comes out of retirement. (laughs) How about Jordy Nelson? He can come out of retirement. Uh, Just bringing guys out of retirement. There's there's names out there. Since we want to pull people out of retirement, let's call T.O. Let's call Channel to Cinco. Someone that's not retired yet and just hasn't played in a while is Bryant. Or Antonio Brown, we can give him a call. Uh, no! It's ridiculous. I mean, come on. You can't really... Do you think he's going to screw up another chance? Antonio Brown? <laughs> yeah, Hell, but the I, I just want him to the end of the season so we, maybe we can sneak in the playoffs as a 60 again. I mean, again what's and, the deal with that legal situation? I was about to say, the thing with Antonio Brown is he's going to face some form of a suspension. Is he? 
It, yeah. Because you know Here's what they're saying. Come to- Here's what they're saying. When he gets signed, they're not doing anything with his situation <laughs> right now. But if a team were to sign mm-hmm. him, they're saying that they're going to investigate immediately and put right. him on the exempt list or whatever it's so called. So really, there'd be no point of signing him. Exactly. He's a body. But what you do is you can go to the league and say, you know, hey, be straight with me. Are you, if we sign this guy, are you going to, you know, take him off the field or not? Because the reason they really haven't investigated is because he's just sitting at home on the couch. You know, yeah. he's not employed. And if he were to get signed by us, then they might have to pick up speed on the investigation, which could last, you know, who knows, like 12 to 13, 14, 15 weeks. And at the end of the day, I'm just throwing it out there because he's he's a, probably the second best receiver in the world right now behind Julio, in my opinion. And all I'm saying is it was irresponsible for upper management knowing the severity of this injury. That's fine that you're not going to um, describe – the entire severity of the injury to the media. That's fine. All teams do that. But you know internally that this was a problem. This abdominal strain was a problem. You talk, You probably talk to the doctors every week about it. Yeah. You're interacting it's with Deshaun Jackson about it. It's Deshaun's decision. It's and his just, decision. And I understand it's Deshaun's decision. I'm not, I'm not knocking him for this. It's an injury. Things happen. I'm knocking upper management for this because you know exactly what the situation is, and you did absolutely nothing up until this point to address it I think this or is, to fix it. How close are the Eagles to the cap? Because I actually don't. They know. have space. They Dude, have a decent amount of space. we always have space. I think what we should have always. done, people were saying, get go get A.J. Green or maybe even Mike Evans. I think we we should have went out and got Odell. I mean, okay. looking back on it, this is a guy who's in a horrible situation in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield doesn't even throw it his way. He doesn't even look. And he's open. He he beats top corners. Chris Harris Jr., we all saw the highlight people were showing on ESPN. He beat Chris Harris Jr. right off right off the snap and got past him, and Baker didn't even look his way. This is a guy that can play at the outside. He can play the inside where Aguilar plays. You can put him wherever you want. He can come out of the backfield and then on those like little quick slants. He, we've seen him throw footballs down the field and com- completes with Jarvis Landry. He's a do-it-all receiver in a bad situation. Now, again, he's got an attitude problem. But at the end of the day, man, with the situation we're in right now, we can use any help we can get. You got and that, now right. that the trade deadline's passed, it's not going right. to obviously happen. But yeah, if look, look at it. All I'm saying is it was irresponsible to not make a move. And I understand because I, I heard what – you know the value was for some of these receivers. I think New York Jets wanted like a second-round pick for Robbie Anderson. And I understand the value was kind of high because the Patriots basically screwed everything up, you know, trading for Muhammad Sanu and everything else. But, dude, you knew you had a problem. And this is this ain't like it's the beginning of the season and maybe you're still hoping you can fix things. You knew you had a problem. We're halfway through. We're, we're halfway through. It's no way you can continue to watch these games and be like, all right, they didn't drop these wide receivers and dropped another dog on football. All right, maybe we maybe they'll catch the Nucks. No, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, and Look, now I won't even be able to hear this again, man. I want to throw it seventy you know, yards. To the uh, you know what I think? I think we to fix this problem. What we have right now is really going to be difficult. Now, here's what I think we should do. I say you take and and again, I'm not Doug Peterson. I don't know what's going on inside the locker room and everything, but from what I'm seeing on the football field, I think if we take Aguilar off the field a little bit more, maybe even put both Howard in the backfield, maybe even slant, you know, Miles Sanders in the slot because he can catch passes out of the backfield. He's been one of our better pass catchers on the team this season. You put both of them out there at the same time. That's two of your playmakers. Now, I don't know how this works. You would know better than I would with the football background. You can do that. Can you do Sanders (laughs) out there, maybe 
I'm not saying put him in a slot as like a receiver, but maybe start him in the backfield with Howard and then maybe send him out wide. And then, but also at the same time, have Goddard and Ertz is the two. Like I don't know how the two tight end sets work. Twenty-two and all personnel. That. So you, could, um, you, you could, would just have um, you would, would one wide right receiver out there. But yeah, you well, can do which that. would be weird, right? You're not used to just having one receiver on the outside, but you can swing out Sanders. But that gives you more options and how you know, you could, more pass catchers. Yeah, how you could do that? How you could set that up is you could have a receiver on the outside. Maybe you put Ertz out wide, yeah. and then you can have Howard and um, Sanders in the backfield. Mm-hmm. You put Sanders in the, out in the slot. You know, maybe in yeah. motion to figure or, out what the defense. If you can get all four of those players out there at the same time, that both of our tight ends, both our RBs, we could that would that would probably be beneficial for us. And also, I'm trying to compare this to the Cleveland Browns, who are now getting Kareem Hunt back. What if they put like Chubb and you know Hunt in the back at the same time? You know, it's kind of the oh, same yeah, thing. That, you know? Yeah, it's the same thing because it causes a mismatch and. and you know, it really puts pressure on the defense to really pay attention to who. Because Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb's been having a pretty decent season, and now you have you know one of the best running backs you're getting back in Kareem Hunt. Yep. Like, yeah, this it's going to cause some problems for defenses to look at. Right now, now listen, Doug. He's out coached. He's he has out coached Belichick before, and he's got a week to prepare. But Belichick also has a week to prepare for us as well. Yeah, he out coached uh, Belichick with Frank Reich yeah. as an offensive coordinator. I just want to bring something up about Miles Sanders. Last week. He had more catches of 25 yards or more than Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Larry Fitzgerald, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, and DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. Wow. Pretty impressive. It is. It has been impressive. That's why he needs to be on the field more. And Jordan Howard has been doing well, too, in the running game. He needs needs to be on the field more as well. And we saw him in Green Bay. Had a a great pass-catching game. Had one slant down the sideline from Wentz. I mean, he can catch passes, too, as well. I mean, now, he's, he's not the most reliable pass catcher, but, you know, you, you can We can make shift this offense. It's not going to be the way we all planned with our no. big-time receiver, with our speed threat, with our nice slot guy, with our single back that can do both pass catch and run block. But at the same time, if you have what we have and put it together as far as having both both running backs out there and both tight ends, mm. use those playmakers, we, we could make some noise. I'm, I don't think that it would be a horrible idea to try – the two tight ends, two running back situation. No, and I've been. That's one of the formations I've been crying about outside of twenty-one personnel. That's one of the other formations I've been. What crying we're doing about right now well. is not working. You can't have Aguilar and, and you can't no. have Whiteside and and you can't have three receivers on the field at one time because we don't have a good receiver right oh, now. Oh, and, and, and by the way, um, yeah, I, I hate to say this because he's a legend and I know he's going to retire at the end of the year. But yeah, Darren Sproles, he ain't. All right. Seriously, he does not need to be out there. He's an old on the man. Offense. Here's my question: He does not need to be man. out there on the offense anymore. I barely want him on special why teams you, anymore. Why do you bring him back in this week when you could have him an extra week for the bye? Same thing with Deshaun. I get it; he was going to be hurt anyway. It looks like, but you had an extra two weeks to prepare, and especially for the Patriots, and you bring him back for this game. You know, on Sunday against the Bears, and I don't. And I just was scratching my head. I get it. You know, every game is important, especially this late in the season, but. I was just wondering. This is some bullshit. We really didn't need Deshaun yesterday to win. What did he have? One catch for five yards. We didn't no. need him. I think the Eagles just didn't have enough confidence going into the Bears game. They won, but the first half was definitely better than the second half. Yeah. Well, they, David Montgomery got hot in the second half, right? Two yeah. touchdowns. The team just seemed lifeless. They did. They the came out the locker room. Especially. They came out the locker room too comfortable. They came out the locker room too relaxed, and they didn't attack. This defense was playing. Dominant. I mean, I haven't seen that defense play like that in so long. I mean, they're doing T-stunts up the middle, exotic blitzes I've never seen out of out of this defensive coordinator. I'm like, man, 
this is this is awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, twelve nothing. We at the half. I mean, yeah, we were playing against an offense that's ranked thirtieth in the league. And then all of a sudden, second half comes out. Jim Schwartz starts applying that stupid sticks defense, and mm-hmm. passes start going over the top of the corners again. I'm sick of this, From man. From a ranked thirtieth place offense. I'm, seriously, come right, on. Let's now. talk about the Cowboys now. They get a W last night against the Giants. Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, and Zeke all look great. And Daniel Jones struggled a lot. <laughs> Evan Ingram played that? well. But but I, I only say this because listen, the Cowboys are are now what five and three, and we're five and five yeah, and four. And they yeah. got the Vikings. So coming up. they got. I'm trying to think of the scheduling here on how we can basically leapfrog them. They got the Vikings coming up. A, t- a couple of tough games as well. well they got that the Rams. Loss to the Jets really hurt them. Schedule. Yes. Yes. They got the Rams coming up as well. A couple of a couple of other tough games too. I, I know they have the playoffs again at the end of the season at home. But again, um they have um tough games ahead, but we do as well. But if we can come out of this really even with them, it basically leaves it up to that last game of the season where we get them at our place and you know, who knows? It's a toss-up. They they got Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams. Lions have been decent this season. Us and then Redskins. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't not, not too many guaranteed wins on that schedule. I don't. Us think. as in the Eagles. So they take mm-hmm. care of the Giants. Probably, yeah. They're, They're already likely. halfway through the Redskins. Right. Yeah. The Bears probably. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, they can beat well, the Bears. Where's that game at? Uh, in Chicago. Chicago. Oh, by the way, because I've been really negative about the Eagles, I, I will say there was one positive that I came that I seen. Dude, Andre Dillard's been kicking all kinds of ass. All right, seriously, to handle Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack by yourself and only give hey. up one sack throughout hey. the entire game. Hey, I'm turning around on him. Like seriously, okay, you got your first, you got your left tackle of the future. Seriously, Andre Dillard was kicking the, ass. As far as the Viking or. Cowboys, they are playing the Vikings. That's going to be a good game. Sunday night football. Yeah, that's going to be in a good Dallas, game. But it is going to be a good game. Two good yeah. defenses. Um, Van Der Esch was out last night. Mm-hmm. He, he's trying to get back. Yeah. But, man, it's just it's frustrating that a couple of the games that we dropped earlier this season. <coughs> the Falcons. It could really put, yeah, the Falcons. The Lions. Really could have put us in position for a, a lead in this division. And it can come down to a 9-7, and 10-6 Season, I don't see any team in this division winning eleven games. No. I mean, unless Dallas all of a sudden just gets hot and gets a little bit of luck on their side. I mean, because Dak still ain't playing. Dak's still not that, that not that good of a quarterback. I mean, he's playing he's playing pretty good so far, but he hasn't been the Dak Prescott that we you know. I, th- I expected him to run a little bit more this year. And yeah, he hasn't been running as much. I, I thought. Especially in the red zone, when Zeke handing off, I get it, the best running back in football, or you could argue one of the best. But I thought he maybe he could use his legs, and he did have three touchdown passes last night. I know it was against the Giants, but he's right. he's had good games against tough tough opponents. Yeah, he's had, this past se- or this season so far. Yeah, he's had good games, but then there's the times where he'll still make that odd those yeah. odd throws, and I'm just like, well, what the heck were you looking at? Yeah. Like, what was you throwing to? Like, what were you seeing out there? You threw that ball into double coverage. What is the matter with you? I, I mean, hey, I th- I'm pretty sure passing yards wise, he's way up there, higher than one. Jason Witten. Oh, he is. Jason. Know what? He has receivers. Jason Witten receiver looks like he's receiver. still able to play at a very Singular. high level. Hmm. Singular Amari Cooper. No, nah, he has a lot of. He's got a lot Michael of Michael Gallup, Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb. He's got Gallup. He has yeah. receivers. Jason Witten, Jason Witten. Yes. the old Jason Witten. 
old Jason. He doesn't Witten. seem to be playing like he's old. Hey, he has Jason Witten. It's too. funny to me too. That's right. That's all I'm saying. It's funny to you too. Yes. Okay. I I just want to bring it back to the Eagles real quick. Other than Jim Schwartz, do you see anybody else on this coaching staff who's on the chopping block? Mike Grow. Oh, okay. Mike Grow. Like I don't know. I don't know as far as prep work goes, how much the offensive coordinator is involved because Doug Peterson ultimately calls the plays. Well, I'll tell you what, Frank Reich was a pretty damn good offensive coordinator. Yeah, and, he was. You know, yeah. he seemed to know what he was doing. And if we're going to follow the example that Frank Reich put out um, the two years that he was here, yeah, Mike Rowe needs to go or at least be demoted to right receiver. Maybe coach. we should just call Frank Reich up on the phone and say, hey, listen, how much? <laughs> hey, leave I yours. will get my checkbook out. How much would you like to come back? <laughs> we'll pay you head coaching money to be. Our offensive. No, seriously, like we don't, and I, us being just fans, we don't know as far as how the coaches impact the team at a high level, and like especially like lesser coaches, like offensive coordinators and you know defensive backs and line coaches and all. But they make a real big difference when when you look at Frank Reich and then compared to what we have now with Mike Rowe. Like, oh, absolutely. What's John Frustrating. doing too? Is he still? I'm not sure what that. He got fired from the Vikings. I'm sure he's still yeah. with somebody right now. But yeah, even still, like, and then. In terms of coaches, you, y'all y'all know how I feel about Jim Schwartz. Y'all know I want him gone. <laughs> the defensive yeah. backs coach, whose name is slipping my mind right now. Jim Schwartz. What, but, what, you haven't liked him as a whole this season, or are you talking about just this game on Sunday? Okay, I'm going to put it to you like this. Remember when the he, first game you wanted him fired? Yes. Who did? I did. I did. T, T, you wanted I call, him fired after I the called first that. game? Fired I called that. Game. But here's the thing. I was neutral on Jim Schwartz when he first got here because I knew his history. I'm like, okay, he's going to ramp up. The pass rush, he's always been known for having a defense with a, a very strong pass rush. But the defensive backs, the uh, secondary, and this is a passing league, you at least, to be to have your defense be a, um, a respectable defense, you at least need to have a secondary that's in the top 15. I don't expect you to be top five. With the players we at, have, though, top 15? I understand that, and I, I completely understand that. But you're not necessarily always going to have the pieces you necessarily want or are available. So you need to work with what you have. These guys need to be developed then. And that's where it goes back to coaching. Where is the development? There has been no development with these young players. None whatsoever. That's true. Now, the good news is we didn't have to start Sidney Jones on Sunday. He didn't even play. Here's the sick part about that. The sick part. An undrafted rookie named Craig James was activated before Sidney Jones was. Yeah. Sidney Jones has fallen so far from grace from this team. He really can't. No, he can't. It is absolutely horrible. But how much is that on Sidney Jones and how much is that on coaching? I mean, both parties yes. are both parties are at fault here. The answer is yes. <laughs> you, I, okay, yes. Both parties are at fault. But where is the coaching? Where is where is the coaching to say, hey, your feet was out of position on this play? If a wide receiver is in this such is in such and such position near the line, near the outbounds line, you need to force him to the inside. You need to play inside. Okay. If he's like this, you need to play outside. And make sure that the bound and play like the boundaries is another defender, like things like that. Coaching things up like that, I'm not seeing that out of these corners. Listen, look at these teams that we are competing against in the NFC to get a playoff spot. Right, the Cowboys probably better than us, and Vikings you can throw in there as well. Packers, it's just going to be so hard to to get in the playoffs. You know, the Seahawks and the Niners and the the Rams even are still competitive. Saints. It's going to be very difficult to get in this season, and I just don't know if it's it's our year. And 
I'm looking forward to this upcoming NFL draft, to be honest with you. Not <laughs> overlooking the end of this season, uh, but I'm always looking ahead to the players exactly in the draft. Talk about this upcoming draft. What it sounds like. I came across I'm just an saying. We need to hit on these picks. Okay. I came across I an article that says, will the Eagles get rid of Andrew Sandejo for their <laughs> oh, yeah. pick? Oh, yeah. That's another thing. Yo, but they yo, could get rid of him by Saturday. For what Please pick? Please get wait, rid wait, of him. Fourth round. Oh, Please definitely. get rid of Andrew Sandejo because he straight up ain't. All right, if I'm they, serious. If they get rid of him, they get their fourth round comp pick. You time that like a symphony. <sighs> or do they keep him and not get any pick? Dude, please get rid of Andrew Sandejo. He has no purpose on this team. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky was sliding, clearly sliding. Soon as you see a quarterback slide, don't touch the damn quarterback. What did that's he do? Why, that's he why went you get in head first. He's been playing reckless this entire season. Dude, you were there at the Green Bay game when he took out Avante Maddox. <laughs> That's right. That I happened. was there. He's been playing reckless this entire year. I know I asked this last week, but what's the story with Cravion? Like, wh- wh- when's he coming back? He should be coming back after the bye. Hopefully. And they're, and they're probably going to mix him in with this in the slot with Maddox. Okay. That's what. That's going to be the deal with Cravion uh, LeBlanc. So this team is so up in the air, guys. The rest of the season, it really is. I am so worried about this New England game. You ain't the only one because that guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, what? Maybe they throw a surprise in there, shock the world. I love. It's been done. It's it's uh, it's at home at least, right? I love how optimistic this dude is. Yeah, he he can keep his optimistic over there. Hey, anything can happen, guys. It's Mm -hmm. football. I'm sick. You know what? Hey, in the unlikely scenario. Max in two weeks could easily sit there and go, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. All right. Let, let's transition. Let's talk some Sixers here. Oh, man. Five and one. <laughs> you know, they're hot. Embiid obviously gets suspended last week. That fight with Towns, a little ridiculous. It's about damn time. And he goes on social media and he's posting all these that pictures. Was as hell. Ridiculous. Um, that was well needed. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're trying to get the one seed. Losing to Phoenix, not the best when you're trying to win. Like I mean, 60, it's not the beginning of the season. If see, we, these games add up. It's only 82. We're not talking the 162 like baseball. That's I true. Agree. That, it hurts us. We lose, a, we lose a starter, but we built this team this year so that we don't need Embiid every game. I was about to say, it, like... It's, it's one game. It's the beginning of the season, and Phoenix has beaten some formidable Phoenix opponents. Is very, and is, then I bring up a name. Furkan Korkmaz. Oh yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. Hey, you did insult. I just, you did insult him last week. I didn't just want to say that I said he was my guy last week. I hope you have a soundboard of that. Oh, uh, man, I don't have it queued up, but I do Listen, have this one. Uh, you dumbass, yeah. Furkan. I apologize. <laughs> that was a really big shot hit on Saturday night, <laughs> and I really you make me no, sick. I not only threw him under the bus, I also got in the passenger seat and sat there while it was driven over him. So uh, I apologize to Furkan. Um, he was doing it last night, too. I tell you what, I thought when they cut him originally in the offseason that he was done in a six-year uniform, and then they re-signed him, and now he's playing some me- meaningful minutes off the what? bench. Apparently he got a lot better in the offseason. But, again, what a big-time win. Now, listen, I didn't expect to win that Portland game because you know they went to the Western Conference Finals <laughs> last year. We didn't have Embiid. We were getting losing by, like, what, 18 with, like, a whole quarter to play or whatever, so I didn't expect to win. But you then, what I'm saying? then we win that game and we come back and lose to Phoenix, and we let Devin Booker score forty points, the only mm. player they have. They had the answer for Ben Simmons. Is it like yeah? Okay. It's called making him. Dario shoot. knew exactly what to do with Ben Simmons. Yeah, it's frustrating because 
Phoenix is a team that has one. Now, DeAndre Eaton suspended for yes. those. So, you know, he wasn't playing. We know MB mm-hmm. wasn't playing. But, you know, we still have the advantage there because they have Aaron Baines, who right. I can't stand. We have Al Horford. <laughs> You know, so like Al Horford was balling last he night, was. man. He, he was. He was. And he I was like, shots, if Simmons yes, just did not have his best night, and he didn't have his best night in Portland either. No, so he did. he's kicking off his four game road trip, not off to the best start, but still two more games left, right? We have the Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, well, we have the Jazz and then, then the Nuggets. You, you know how all this can be fixed? How? Shoot the damn ball! Simple. Well, <laughs> he has missed a lot of layups the last two games. But because defensively, they, teams are finding a way to... Because they're crowding the paint because he, they know he's a driver. Until he is able to shoot that foot... I mean, football, jeez. Shoot that <laughs> you basketball. You can try it. You can try it. <laughs> shoot Go that basketball it. in the open field and stop driving all the time to the lane. I mean, come on now. It's going to be open T, season. T, I agree with what you're saying. Now, defensively, teams are... You know, usually they put a point guard on them. And now they're putting mm-hmm. these other 6'10", 6'11", dudes yeah. who are athletic as well. And it seems to give him a little bit of trouble. Now, how you counter that, I'm not completely sure because I'm not a coach. But I need to see a little bit more out of Josh Richardson because he's, you know, first of all, he's young and athletic. Right. He can shoot a little bit. Not the best shooter, but he can shoot. Right. Maybe put the ball in his hands a little bit more. Try to create some more opportunities for him and get the ball out of Simmons out of his hands because I've seen a lot of Simmons driving down the lane and then he'll post up. He'll post up with Embiid out the last couple games. You see him, you know, he's kind of like the post player. But I would like to see him take a couple jumpers because, you know, he was making them in the preseason. He hit one. It's the damn preseason. I'm just saying. He worked on it this offseason. We saw him in the gym. He's a post on Instagram. Just a look. The he game's he the just game. wants people to think he yes. can shoot the three. Thank you. So that they guard up on him and there's another guy open. For once, Chris actually says an accurate and smart comment. Yes. (laughs) Yes. In the 30-plus episodes, it's the first smart thing I ever said. Jeez. Thank you. All I'm saying is you can do anything you want to in practice. That's why I was getting pissed at Tanner in the offseason because he kept sending me videos of Ben Simmons. In the gym. In the gym. Putting in that double work. Shooting a jump shot. But I'm like, okay, that's in the you know, open local gym. men's league. No defense. No, they were playing with defense at some points. <laughs> yeah, some points. Some points. Some points. <laughs> like, seriously, I need to see Ben Simmons okay. shoot that foot. I mean, I keep bringing up the dog on football. Well, we have a show title. Dad. <laughs> Dad, man. Shoot that football. That is blasphemous. I want to shout out Mike Scott, who has been playing well. Um, he's more of a shooter this season. I've seen him make a couple of nice drives, a couple of nice floaters. And he's been contributing pretty well at yeah, the bench. He's been now, what great. I need to see Embiid do this game against Utah, drop 30 and 20. Simple. Mm. 30 and 20. You know, he's got a week of rest under his belt. Get in there against Utah. I don't want to see all this Donovan Mitchell 45 points or don't, any of that nonsense. Don't eat three Chick-fil-A sandwiches before yeah, the game. God, Just frustrating that, that the, God, the, Suns have you one, that. <laughs> the Suns have one player. I get it. We had one day to prepare for the Suns. And, you know, on Sunday... Like we, we probably only had a shoot around, probably not a full practice, blah blah. Long story short, you have one guy, he scores forty or fifty against us every time. Somebody, mm-hmm. somebody please play defense against him. Somebody Are please. you kidding me? You know, defend without fouling because he gets to the line, he's like James Harden out there, getting to the line like eighteen times a night, shooting all those free throws, especially towards the end of the games. And he makes he just it's funny double to him too. or something, get the ball out of his hands. Because who are they going to throw it to? Ricky Rubio? Well, all Suns, of a sudden, he can shoot all of a sudden because he hits three three-pointers last night. But come on. Suns are a good team. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Warriors, even though true. the Warriors are the say, Warriors anymore. The but. Warriors are tanking this year. Let's be honest. 
Bro, if the Warriors tank this year and get a top pick, and they take that top pick and they get Clay and Steph back next season, Draymond healthy as well, D'Angelo Russell, I mean, next season it could be uh, another. Uh, we're back to the uh, old time Warriors. Where yeah. going. But this season, nah. Let's focus on this season. <laughs> yeah, let's focus on this season. This season, the only threat I see out west is the Clippers. And then the, the Lakers ain't really doing anything for me. They're still inconsistent. Come on. They have no bench. They don't have a bench. Outside of LeBron and AD. Can't overlook the Lakers. I'm not saying overlook them. They're going to go to the playoffs. I'm not debating them. They're 5-1 they're and one as well out west and first in the Western Conference. There's going to come a time where that, that bench is going to be tested. I'm, I'm telling you, mark my words. That I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. When they get Paul George back, or the Clippers, excuse me, get Paul George back, they're taking over that one seat in the West. Oh, no doubt. Oh, that's not even an argument. They could use some depth off of that depth off the bench, though. I think, but can't everybody these days? I mean, you can only have you can't have too many shooters on your team, off the, especially off the bench. But the Bucks, I think, are going to give us some trouble. I oh just, yeah, you know, the Bucks always going to give us trouble in the East. I think Tobias needs to step it up and play better. We're paying him 180 million dollars. I need to see more. Hmm. I need to see more out of him. He hasn't been playing the, the highest level. And I need to see him get the ball more late in games because see, he's our closer. But he's not. But Even though he's not a super superstar. You're paying him closer money, but he's that's never been his skill set. Well, I don't care. And, B, <laughs> and B's not on the floor. And on top of that, even when he is probably late in games, people are going to realize that. And he's going to need to knock down those shots when it gets kicked back out to him. I'd rather have Court Myers as a closer. That's just me personally. I'm just well, saying. Well, it's not going to be Simmons, and it should be. What's he be. here for? <laughs> But he can't shoot. That's the problem. And Josh Richardson, and he's a role guy. And you know what? You know who could be our closer? Al Horford. Ah, right, now that that I can get on board. Just with. give the ball to Big Al. Ah, that I can get on board with. Not wear it out, Yankovic people. All right, Chris. The greatest Al. Chris, let's talk some flyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, let's yeah. talk some flyers. All right, now struggling. On and off, but also in my some nice games here and there as well. Yeah, they're kind of middle of the pack in the in the Eastern Conference. But the fact of the matter, is, I'm bad. <laughs> T. That was my. I don't bad. want to ever have that happen right, again. Well, right? <laughs> Never okay, again. Well, I'm gonna shut T's mic off, <laughs> as well as his sound bites. You don't know. Okay, he I needs have, to learn how to wrap that thing okay, up. Okay, look, Max, I got a thing to tell you. I have a 30 minute drive to this place. And um, in that 30-minute drive, I'm sitting there by myself, and I'm crazy. You you already know that. Well, sometimes we, I, all, we all know some, that. Sometimes I have conversations with myself, and I thought of something. Do you know who's injured? On, on the Flyers? On the Flyers. Nolan Patrick. Oh, Nolan yeah. Patrick. I completely forgot because of his headaches, Our right? Our second... Oh. <laughs> Can we know it's hard? He's got like extra migraines or yes, something. Yes, yes. He's got a migraine. Everybody's disorder. got a migraine these days. All right, just get out there. I got a migraine okay. looking at so y'all right about that, now. So, no, that dude was our second overall pick. And I lost my mind in my car thinking, geez, when you compare him to the other second overall picks in the past couple of years, it's pretty bad. Well, listen, he's a good player. We've he, seen him be he's productive. A, he's a good player. But he's just not but on the ice. If you compare him to like Buffalo's Jack Eichel or. Mm-hmm. Patrick Laine yeah. on the Jets. He's nothing it's, compared to those guys. Yeah. Now, and I'm like, part of that could be just the draft class, maybe. But yeah, maybe he was a little true. over. You know, he he was. Well, he was a but, reach, maybe. No, no, no. He was, he was hyped up for because okay. he was draft eligible in 2017. People were He's talking center, about right? him in 2014. Center? Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone was losing their minds. Like, oh, this guy. 
he's going to be the biggest thing since Connor McDavid. You know, and no one's going to be in. ever. I think Connor McDavid's going to go down as the best this, player ever. The the guy the guy who's supposed to go first overall this coming year. Nobody cares about hockey, Max. Pretty sick. Yo, T, how about you go take your five and four record and go walk out the door? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, I'm talking about a possible playoff team. I'm talking about a possible playoff team. Yeah, a possible team right playoff now. team, but you guys are still struggling with a damn goalie. Look, it's dude. <laughs> Carter. Yeah, I've been I've been looking at hockey games single too. digit bad games. He's in the single digits Listen, of bad he's games. He's gonna step it up. It's early on in the season, dude, right? Tonight, tonight is a big night, right? Tonight at home, we need the whole crowd coming out on a Tuesday. Carolina Hurricanes. I'm not even kidding. Do you know who Carhartt reminds me a lot of? Who? Carey Price, who is the best goalie easily in the league. When he first came into the league, Montreal, Montreal wanted his head because of how bad he was as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And Ridiculous. now he's the highest paid goalie, and he's the best goalie he in is. the league. And he reminds me so much. Uh, Carter Hart reminds me so I much can't. of him. And he could easily turn into him. Easily. Oh, it's so frustrating. I get it. But I look back at this. As this, you know, when we yeah. get to game sixty, these yeah. games in the beginning, they, oh, you know, yeah. important. They are, and yes. we need to start racking up two points. You know, I get it. We're going into overtime a couple times. We're getting that one point, but we're losing. Man, and that shootout loss just Dude. eleven rounds in a shootout is ridiculous. The only person that did anything was Travis Konechny. There's defensemen Every, out there shooting. You know what I'm saying to you? I know. I, I, dude, okay, I, I know the NHL like you guys know the NBA and NFL. Dude, Frederick Anderson, the goalie for the, the Toronto. Tank. Dude, tank. The, you can't just beat him clean. Yo, You're not people, going to beat him clean. I've had it like two or three times where guys were just coming down and trying to rip and it past him. Yes. And he was just gloving it every time. It's not going to happen. Frederick Anderson's What's too he good. Yeah. He was, and, 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 and even throughout the whole three periods of hockey, he was shutting us down. We couldn't get anything. Yeah. We had chances. But he yes, just he we, stopped us. We outplayed Toronto. Is he their starting easily. goalkeeper? Frederick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, starting for them. He's, he's a, in my opinion, top five goalie in the league. Okay. He's great. Yeah. No, but like I said to you, we don't have a cutthroat, offensive-minded goal scorer on this team. That is what we are missing. We have so many. You know who we remind, I remind this team reminds me of? The Minnesota Twins, who have a bunch of great, you know, a bunch of good players. Mm-hmm. But we don't have like that one stud. No. You know, we don't exactly. have that one like go to. Once, once upon a time, Giroux was that guy. And he hasn't been that guy in like four years. Yeah, I know, I know. You Giroux's know? going downhill, and it sucks because I, I love Giroux. I was about to, I was about to ask you, how do y'all feel about those rumors that were coming out, like maybe in the, in the past year or two, that people were saying they should have traded uh, Claude Giroux? It was, dude. Okay, everyone who thinks Claude Giroux is trash needs to shut the hell up. Yeah, I mean, he's if still, it wasn't for him, the, your piece of Swiss cheese would be a top, a, a bottom five team. Every year. He's still talented, but he's just not the same player that no, he used to be. No, And it sucks because Sean Couturier now has apparently a shoulder problem. And, you know, Nolan Patrick's still yeah. out with Well, that. hockey's st- he's had a shoulder problem dating back to last year or two yes, years ago when yes. the playoffs he got hurt. And but, pl- but again, it, hockey's just a different sport. It's not like the NFL or the NBA where you can just go out and sign the biggest free agent. You know, no. you kind of have to build up through the draft because yeah. of how many different players and different line changes and all that stuff you have. Now... The def- our defensemen this year have been better. Oh my god, dude! Ivan Provorov is you know he he's, he's I like come Matt back. Niskanen he's come has back. been playing well. Matt Niskanen's great. You know we got a couple of veterans, which I think the GM did well. Chuck Fletcher he got those he got those younger, less talented defensemen out there. Rocco Gudas, I wanted him to stay, but mm. it looks like Matt Niskanen yeah. coming in here. He looks like he's been a lot better. Matt, Nis- yeah, dude, and yeah. having vets on defense has been very, um, really beneficial for us. Now the goalie has been the problem. <laughs> I said in the preseason that 
our goalie was our strength and we were going to build forward. And it seems like problem now? You know, our offense has been mediocre, you know, middle of the pack. Our yeah. defense has been pretty solid from what I've seen. Oh, yeah. But our goalie... Gee, we've seen him be giving up four or five goals a night. And it sucks because Carter Hart started hot with that shutout. He started yeah, really hot. Right off the season, and right? Yeah. You guys think Carter Hart has some back problems? <sighs> Maybe even some kids. He, he does not have kids. He's yeah, you're younger than me. What is he? Twenty one. He's twenty one. Hey, maybe he has back problems. Yeah, he, he, he needs to learn how to ride that thing. Up. You're always yeah. on your back. He's always on his back. <laughs> no, I would just like but, to see that. Hell, hell, Brian Elliott was has been great though. I know, I know you don't like him. He was he was a star of the week. He was three and zero. He had a nine twenty four save percentage. He's been performing well. He did well. play well, but but again, he uh, he got he he just gave up that goal in that that end of the shootout, and he just saw his body he just lays flat on the ice and he's like damn like i just well, saved like it's because he went 11 rounds yeah. deep and it's like hello claude true you're, you're the highest paid player on the team i need you to low score. life yeah and there and, uh, and you were right but we were talking about this before the show what, what elaine vigneault why are you sending out james van reemstein and kevin hayes and shane costas bear and ivan provorov out in the shootout before travis konechny yeah, i don't know who was the it. only guy who scored for the fly you know and oscar limblom I, I guess he's been a good player this Dude, season hey he's leading the team in goals yeah, and I understand why he got probably the reason he got a high shot. Like, what did he shoot? Like third or fourth in that shootout? Yeah, he did. But he shot third. As some of them, we we were either losing the puck or we were just not making any moves. Like, we practice this stuff. We practice the shootout, don't we? Uh, allegedly. And and we we just seem to not make a move or a deke. We kind of just want to shoot or put it through. That guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. It's frustrating, dude. I lost my freaking mind last week when we lost 7-1 to the Penguins. I hate losing to the Penguins because you know what happens? I get... What I, happened in play, that game? Play the bleep for me. I have... What happened in that? People who are Penguins fans who are just constantly in my ear like, yeah, hey, check out our three championships in our, in our lifetime. But what, what was the problem? in my ear. What was the problem in that game? <laughs> <laughs> what was the... Why did we give up? The problem <laughs> in that game is that Sidney Crosby is one of the best players in the league and just gets off on just ruining the lives of our defensemen. You piece of Swiss cheese. Sanheim has been the worst defenseman on this team. In this past week, three different games, he has gotten walked by three different players who scored pretty goals. Not going to lie. What? And uh, I don't know what it is because once upon a time, every time we played Pittsburgh, we won. But now that's gone because I don't know why. I guess it's because Peter Laviolette's not our coach anymore. Right. Hey, Chris. And what? If it makes you feel better, I was there at the stadium series game. Hey. Uh, when we came back. And yeah, it was that, that was cool. That was yeah. cool. Were you there? No. Oh. I wish I was. I don't. I'm not putting up with it. It's too much horse. It's I, too much. I miss Peter Laviolette. <laughs> He yeah. was a great coach. The only reason they fired him was because Claude Giroux didn't get along with him. Enough is enough. Start playing with some jam in here. Let's that's, go. That's right, Peter. Well, if we can, if we can just continue to put up like two, Seven if we can average two and a half goals a game. Seven one against the Penguins. I get it. I get it. I understand. But we're gonna have games like this in I an eighty-two game rip season. Their heart out of All right, their it's eighty-two chest. games. I understand, and it's on the road. Look. It's a tough game. The Penguins yes, are a good team. Do, yes, they are. And we got Carolina tonight. Who, uh, dude? They've been nuts. So, d- their leading scorer is a defenseman. Yeah, Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Oh my lord! And Eric Howla is their leading goal scorer. I know you don't know who that is. What is going on back there? That's my there? point, though. That's their 
leading goal scorer. Yeah, but again, they're a great team. They're great. They are really they're phenomenal. Really, really talented. They're, they're wonderful. Jacob Slavin. Where we should be underdogs. Underdogs tonight. We we are. Yeah. It's because we are. And then we got Montreal. And then we got Toronto again. Which we in Toronto we better. Where do we play Montreal? Home. Okay. So we got two games in a row at home. Two, well, two, including the... two games home. And oh my lord, Sunday we have Boston. Huh. Where? There's a loss in Boston. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's a that's a loss. So wait, wait, wait. What, do we have a Saturday Sunday back to back? Yes, Toronto and then we in fly. Toronto, okay. and then Boston in Boston. Well, you know, sorry, that sucks. That's tough. <laughs> yes, that that's... sucks because they're going. Okay, Toronto is a deep team. Yeah, I don't know very. if you know that, dude. I would kill to have Mitch Marner on this team. I don't know if you know. Well, we're is. not. We can't just go out dude, and sign Mitch know, Marner, no, right? He's well, locked up. He just he just got locked up. Yeah. That's why, dude. So we have to go up against Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner again, and Frederick Anderson probably. Right. And then we have to go against, in my opinion, the best line in hockey of Bergeron, Marshawn, and Pasternak and in Boston, and Tuka Rask, who is a good goalie. Well, I don't... Tuka Rask, isn't he old at this winners. point? A little bit older. I mean, he's still talented. Tuka but. Rask is still a better goalie than either of our goalies. And Mitch Marner is a better player than any player on this team. Yeah. Well, here's I just this is what I want to see. I want to see us continue to try to score at least three goals a night, which is going to be hard. It shouldn't be hard. But you wouldn't think it would be. No. Now, not with this if, team. If, if we score like two and a half, to two, we know it's two, hard. To two and a half, we're going to need some better goalie play. Yeah. Because I think we can average like middle of the pack as far as goal scoring throughout the season. Our sure defense could. and our goalie need to step it up. You know. If one if one thing's going to be mediocre to bad, then the other part of our team has to be very talented or um, above average in order to level things out because yeah. we don't have a complete team at the moment. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let's shut yeah. it down. Let's shut it down. All right. Well, T needs to do a thing real all quick. Right. Um, oh, got- real quick before before yeah. we end the show, I just oh. want to give a shout out to JT Real Muto for uh, getting a gold glove. Golden yes, glove, baby. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you, JT. Yeah, uh, let's bring him back. All right. Yeah, we right. be better. If you guys missed any of this episode, you can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com. We are available on all major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and more. Why is it that when we come in this studio, we always get emotional, we always get angry, things always get tossed around, There's we're cussing up a storm. This is getting ridiculous, guys, seriously. I'm really sorry for yelling into the mic. I apologize. You piece of Swiss cheese. You have a great day. <laughs> what? So you watching that Canadian, or, or excuse me, the Carolina Panthers Flyers game tonight? Carolina Hurricanes. What? Whatever. Oh boy. Huh? What? <laughs> Seriously? That, that, that's a no? Hockey. That's a hell no. I'm breaking down all 22 teams. What you mean? What's he here for? He pisses me off. I am pissed off. Let's go uh, have a ham sandwich. Was that like a wise-ass comment? What don't you understand? Oh, good for you.